All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the 16th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bennett Leon, and the lovely Ashley Downing. Hey, hey. Dope. Okay, so today we have some really uh, interesting topics for you to uh, like dive into. Uh, we're going to start off by talking about Elizabeth Warren dropping out of her campaign a little more in detail. I did mention it in the last episode, but I didn't really dive too much into it. But we have Ashley, her number one fan. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have... Uh, here we go. Um, Elizabeth Warren's number one fan to protect her. Uh, and then <laughs> we're going to talk about Super Tuesday. Uh, we're going to talk about like the results that are still coming in, but for the most part are pretty much decided. Um, and then we'll go from there. Okay, sounds good. So let's talk about Elizabeth Warren dropping out of her um the presidential campaign. So, thoughts? Okay, well, <laughs> clearly, um, I really liked Elizabeth Warren in the beginning. Um, however, I was not happy with her on Super Tuesday. I really think that it was just a crazy, crazy collusion with everybody dropping out and endorsing Joe Biden. And I think that Elizabeth had... I get maybe because she wanted to hold on just to see how she could do in Super Tuesday. I get it. That's why I was so surprised about those other people dropping out. But I think it was selfish of her because Bernie needed those delegates. He really did. Um, But uh, apart, I can't help but be sad that she dropped out a little bit. I just, I did like her. Um, I think that she was a strong woman, despite what you may think, Bennett. Um... And I think that it would be a really good change for the U.S. However, I am definitely not the person to do identity politics. I'm not going to vote for somebody because they're a woman, just like I'm not going to vote for somebody because they're gay. That's a crazy thing to do. Um, I'm definitely a full force on the Bernie train. I have been for a while. Um, and I'm, But I am definitely pro-Bernie Warren ticket. Or Warren being somewhere, um, the Sanders administration, which it seems like Bernie is not ruling out. Definitely not. Uh, he's definitely, uh, he said, like I mentioned in the last episode, that when he went to uh, Rachel Maddow's show last night, uh, mm-hmm. he said that he is open to the possibility of uh, sitting down with Elizabeth Warren and having a conversation yes. to see where she fits into his uh, possible administration. I I love it. I think that would be such a great idea. Um, I will say one more thing about this Warren, Elizabeth Warren dropping out um, and n- not being as happy about it i was reading that um and i think i mentioned this to you earlier too bennett that she was asked about endorsing a candidate and she was she said i had a lot i needed to do today so i'll get up tomorrow morning and start thinking about that question which is fair i suppose but in all honesty is she who is she going to endorse seriously Biden has no, he's not a progressive candidate. Why would she, she's going to endorse Bernie. And I just think it's kind of like, come on, 
well, you just endorsed him already. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure. Well, shut up, Bennett. I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. Like, I can't with Elizabeth Warren, it. I wouldn't put it bet. I wouldn't put it past her. And we can make a bet out of this. Out of this, if you want, you want to bet? You want to make a bet out of this? Wow, let's make bet. it interesting for our listeners, Bennett. Yeah, let's bet ten bucks. Okay, bet you ten bucks that. I was actually let's make it twenty. I was gonna say I literally was just gonna say let's make it twenty. Okay, twenty bucks. Warren will endorse Bernie. I I hope she does, and I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I have to pay you. I hope I know. It's not even a hope. I know you're gonna have to pay me. That would be the smartest decision she could make, but I think she's highly considering the like endorsing Biden. And if that's the case, I don't know how the Sanders administration or like how Sanders campaign is going to move forward. It's going to be interesting to see like the possibility there. But I think obviously he's going to not going to give up. He's going to keep that fighter mentality that he has uh, had really his whole life um, and throughout his entire political career. So he's going to keep going with that mentality. And I think he's going to build his own mini coalition. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard should really drop out, to be honest, and endorse him. Uh, as long as, as well as all these other progressives. So, like, that's the new strategy that has to come back. So, like, yeah. is the Empire Strikes Back, and then, like, Joe Biden basically uh, is Darth Vader, and he has, like, the support of, like, all these other, um, uh, like, really important, like, characters or whatever uh, within, like, the establishment. Uh, and their supporters uh, that came out for Joe Biden, especially the black community, uh, as we see in the results for Super Tuesday, which wasn't really expected uh, to this extent. Um, but it definitely did revive uh, his campaign. Sadly. So I, <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, let's, uh, I think it's a good place to start diving back into Super Tuesday. Uh, the results... Yes. And uh, let's start off with the national delegates, uh, where we stand after Super Tuesday. So we are at 573 for Biden, 491 Sanders, 60 for Bloomberg, Warren has 56, Gabbard has two, and then there's 162 still to be awarded out of that. Because like I said earlier, there's... Uh, a good amount of them are still not 100% in. Five states. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, California not all the way. Utah, Colorado. Actually, yeah, Colorado and Utah both, and California, all three have um, Sanders winning. And he, like, by a decent amount. And... Um, those are all still have delegates to be awarded, so that's positive. That is a good thing. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm actually surprised at like the amount that Bloomberg got out of that because Me he just also. basically won one spot. He only won one thing out of everything, and it was American Samoa. <laughs> Who he won that one like? Uh, which like, they uh, don't even get to American vote territory. in the general election. So <laughs> I know, but I mean. At least he saw through it. Like, I saw a couple articles where, like, I don't know the exact amount that he spent, of course, but uh, I saw a couple of things where, like, it was $500 million, and I saw one thing where it was, like, a billion dollars that he spent throughout his campaign. 
Um, I feel like 500 million is more like reasonable within the time frame that he was in it because he was in it kind of fast. I, um, I, but that's a little crazy amount to spend and not really come out with anything. But at least his campaign and he himself saw that, like, okay, yeah, uh, we didn't do too hot uh, this time around. So, like, let's maybe hold off for right now. But I think it's really funny that he dropped out and right away endorsed Joe Biden. I'm sure he's definitely given my time in the past and very comfortable uh, with just uh, going back and going back to where he was before, like, once again, the top 1% and oligarch. The, sh- the definition of the who this show is against. <laughs> yeah, let's, let, let's, let's have him be our um, presidential nominee, definitely. <laughs> I think, I was going to say, I think I read somewhere that he spent something like... Five million dollars per delegate that he's been awarded. It's crazy. completely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was kind of surprised that Biden did as well as he did. I mean, I knew that he was go- going to um, pick up momentum from winning South Carolina and by a, a decent margin, but. I was really not expecting, and, and, and especially in these large numbers. I mean, like Alabama, 63% of the vote. Um, Virginia, I kind of figured the, the establishment literally lives there. Um, <laughs> 53% of the vote in Virginia. But um, North Carolina, 43%. That was kind of surprising. Um, I don't know. Not really. I didn't think it was going to be that much. Well, I guess I guess Sanders because there was a, they have a big uh, black population over there. Yeah, and I, they also have a decent Republican population, which I think Biden is getting those Republican votes that um, they can't vote on the Democratic primary. Oh yeah, but you can just not register as a Republican. I know people who are non not registered so that they could vote in the Democratic. Um, nomination because they did not want Trump to be our next president. That's hilarious. Um, um, but we, maybe we should go down the list as well, like, as we go down the states. So, like, um, let's start with Alabama. Um, like, we expected uh, Biden to do well throughout the South and throughout wherever there's a really strong black community because he does really well with black people, especially after that Jim Clyburn endorsement as we saw in South Carolina and went on to crush it uh, on Tuesday, winning <coughs> 10 states to Bernie Sanders, four states. Uh, so Alabama, we saw him at 100% reporting, 63.3% of the vote with Bernie Sanders absolutely decimated yeah. at 16.5%. Barely Bloomberg, hitting the 15th. Third. Yes, th- definitely. Uh, Bloomberg at 11.7%, Warren at 5.7%, and Gabbard barely there at uh, 0.2% of the vote. Sad uh, because she's a great candidate, uh, but she has her baggage. Um, Virginia, um, we have Biden winning once again, 100% of the vote. I mean, uh, not 100% of the vote, 53.2% of the vote. Um, Sanders with 23.1, Bloomberg with 9.8, Warren at 10.7, and Gabbard at 0.9. So almost got 1% for her. Um, 
but at least uh, Sanders got his over the 15% threshold, so he has to share the winnings. Um, North Carolina, 43% for Joe Biden. 24.1% for uh, Bernie Sanders. 13 point, uh, 13% for Bloomberg. 10.5% Warren. 5% or 0.5% Gabbard. <laughs> Damn, dude. She, I feel so bad every time I have to go to Gabbard's, like, numbers. She, like... Yeah. She does so, like, poorly, but she's such a great candidate and, like, such a good person. So, like, it's so sad. Yeah, we should just name the top three. It's sad. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, like, how is she still in it? Like, I'm sure she expects it. I'm sure she's, oh, of I'm course. I'm sure she's expecting this. Of course. But I think at the same time, like, from a moral standpoint, that these candidates should not really be in this race at this like when you're when you know you're gonna lose because exactly. and still like donations, not exact, not only because of that, but from like a moral standpoint for your supporters, because as long as you are open as a campaign and still like going out and doing all these activities and participating in like debates and like all this shit, you can you're still taking like donations from like your supporters yeah. and shit. So like, uh, I think like that's I think that's kind of fucked up, you know? Like I think that she should end her campaign and not take any more donations because, like, her campaign is no longer viable for the presidency, you know? Yeah. But that's just me. Um, But let's continue on back with that list. Uh, So in Tennessee, once again, Joe Biden is winning at 41.7%. Bernie Sanders at 25. And Elizabeth Warren actually meets the 15% threshold here, so she has to get a share of those delegates at 15.5% for her. Uh, actually, that was Bloomberg. Bloomberg had uh, Tennessee's uh, delegates. Um, and Warren had 10.4%. My bad. And uh, Gabbard had 0.4% there. Arkansas, Joe Biden won again at 40.5%. Bernie at 22.4%. Bloomberg at 16.7%. Elizabeth Warren at 10, and Gabbard at 0.7. So, dang. Uh, yeah, so she's definitely not... She didn't do too well anywhere throughout this campaign so far. And uh, Elizabeth Warren didn't do too much better than her, even though she's, like, supposed to be a top-tier candidate. Bloomberg spent hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> and ended up 30 third in all these places pretty much and he didn't meet the 50% threshold for too many of them other than like one two three four and almost five of them but he ended up with like 60 delegates so that's not too bad but I mean he ended up jumping out but he did take those delegates with him so yeah actually Warren it looks like has more than Bloomberg Oh, like it mo- I moved now because uh, I'm, mo- I'm sure more results are coming in. No, I, I it doesn't look. I mean, I haven't seen it. It doesn't say it still says 6:40 p.m. for me. But if you count, she has Minnesota, Maine, Massachusetts, Colorado, and Utah. So she actually has five that are over 15 percent. That is good. Although Utah is still reporting, so that's still moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
but she's already above. They're both already above in that one. But yeah, Bloomberg. So sure. But Bloomberg only has four, so far at least. I guess we shall see. Um, so, uh, what's it were we on before? Uh, Minnesota. You want to take over these ones, and then I'll resume where Bernie wins. Oh, with the good news. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> okay, so Texas, Biden, thirty-four point five. Oh yeah, this one was sad, dude. They were expecting Bernie was uh, supposed to do really well here. Dude, I totally told you that Beto's endorsement was going to get a lot of Latino people to vote for him. That's crazy, dude. His name isn't even Beto. It's like Jason or something. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's like I could look it up real fast, but it's I'm pretty sure it's like something like super white and like not even like oh gosh, uh, another. So it's just like. Uh, Give me one second. It's not even like his real name, though. It's like a nickname. I'm interested. Okay, but I'm going to keep going. Robert. (laughs) Robert? Robert Francis. Uh, Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, my God. That's all I needed to hear. Robert Robert Francis. Francis. Okay. Or work. What a little Catholic schoolboy name. (laughs) You should see the picture on, like, his... His page so funny. Uh, Robert. Oh. <laughs> Beto seems like su- seemed like such a good guy though, so you know he should stay in Congress. Do your thing, dude. But wow. Okay. Anyways. Seemed that way. So Minnesota. You think everybody is like the spawn of Satan? <laughs> <laughs> if they're not Bernie Sanders, then they're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Minnesota, Biden, 38.6. Sanders, 29.9. Bloomberg, 8.3. Warren, 15.4. And then Tulsi Gabbard at 0.3. Oh yeah, we were at Texas. That's right. Texas, Biden had 34.5. Sanders, so close behind with 30%. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. And then nobody else got that 15% threshold. Bloomberg had 14.4. Close. Very close. Yeah. Warren, 11.4. And then Gabbard at 0.4. Maine, 34.1 for Biden to 32.9 for Sanders. So that was also really close. Sanders was supposed to win this one as well. He was supposed to do really well in the Northeast. Um, yeah, that was pretty surprising. Also, um, well, let's keep with Maine, but 12% for Bloomberg, 15.7% for Warren, 0.9% for Gabbard. And then Massachusetts, which is also kind of surprising that Biden won. 33... And Elizabeth Warren's home state. Yes. Um, 33.6% for Biden, 267 for Sanders. Um, third place, 21.4 for Elizabeth Warren, and then 11.8 for Bloomberg, and 0.8 for Tulsi Gabbard. So, yeah, that That's was um, so crazy. I think that was definitely a blow to Elizabeth Warren that she didn't. Yeah, at least she even got get delegates close. out of it. Yeah. Um, she was kind of close to Bernie. She was like 5% off. Close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, st- yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but we'll, uh, not too, not too bad. It's time to fight back, and here we go. So, of course, uh, the we have Vermont, the state where Bernie Sanders comes from. 
uh, and he is actually the senator for. Uh, we have Joe Biden losing the state at 22%. Bernie Sanders winning at 50.8% of the vote. Uh, Bloomberg at 9.4%. Warren at 126 And Gabbard at 08 Colorado, uh, also a pretty liberal state as well. We have Biden losing there at 23.6. Bernie at 36.1, winning that state as well. And we have Bloomberg at 20.5% doing pretty well there. I'm surprised, actually, that they went for that. Um, being such a liberal state and with his record and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, Warren also meeting the threshold there at 17.3%. And um, we have uh, Gabbard at 1.1. So she at least passed one <coughs> on this one. Uh, we, in Utah, we see Joe Biden also taking a huge tumble. Uh, of course, this one is still reporting, as is Colorado. Um, so the results are still coming in for this. But Joe Biden, as it stands now, is at 14, I mean, 17.4% getting crushed. Uh, and Bernie Sanders almost doubling his numbers at 34.6% of the vote. Bloomberg meeting the threshold once again at 16.7. Elizabeth once again at 15.5. And Gabbard at 0.8. California, the biggest state in the nation. And really quick with this, I'm surprised. Uh, former presidential candidate and current U.S. Senator for California... Uh, Kamala Harris slash part of the Democrat the Democratic establishment herself. Like I'm so surprised that she has not endorsed Joe Biden yet. Like very interesting. I think she's playing it safe, like the rest of the political establishment, to see who comes out on top. Like because yeah, once again, I told definitely. you this is not normal to endorse this early mm-hmm. on in, in the campaign because it can sway the votes of the voters, uh, as we saw yesterday. Or not yesterday, on Super Tuesday. Uh, But yeah, very interesting to note that she has not uh, yet endorsed anybody. Uh, So let's see what she does there. But uh, we see Joe Biden once again taking a tumble at 25.1% of the vote. Bernie Sanders at 33.8%. Winning that state. And we have Bloomberg at 14.1%. Missing that threshold. Also, same thing for Warren at 12.2% and Gabbard at 0.7%. So Gabbard never met the threshold for any of these. I think it's basically just like a symbol vote for her. I think that it'll be really interesting to see who um, prominent figures endorse later on. Um, I'm glad that you brought up Kamala Harris, but also um, Cory Booker. I'm kind of interested to see. Um, I'm for New Jersey. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be kind of um, interesting if they do at all, depending on who it is. I could maybe see some people not endorsing at all if it's Bernie Sanders. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I could have... Like you said, establishment, you know? I can see it. Yeah, but like like I said, they usually don't do this until a nominee is chosen. 
So because like they want to make sure that the reputation they're safe to be able to like work with them and be able to like have a good relationship uh, when they're in office if they ever do get to that place. Exactly. Yeah. So I can see them just not endorsing at all rather than, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can see them playing it safe like they always usually do and they're very used to doing uh, but yeah, Super Tuesday, uh, Joe Biden overall did pretty well. Uh, we did not expect this level of well um, that he showed, but uh, he ended up winning those 10 states, including Texas. Uh, and Bernie Sanders won the largest prize of the night, California, in which the delegates are still coming in from that night. So the delegate count is not over yet. We have some ways to go there. Uh, and of course, over 30 more states to vote in. We shall see. That, yep, was, that, yep. was, that number of delegates will go go up. I think that that gap between Sanders and Biden is going to be a lot smaller because a lot of those states that are still, that do still need to report more votes are ones that Bernie Sanders has already been projected to win or will definitely win, I guess you could say, like California and Colorado, um, Utah. So the only, I think there's only one that's reporting that Biden's winning. Yeah, Maine. So good. So that that means that most of them are going to go for Bernie. Bernie then. Yeah. Hopefully. And then some, of course, when the other are any of the other candidates that are meeting those thresholds of them burning in those ones? Um, well, yes, Bloomberg in Colorado has twenty. And yeah. actually in all of them besides California. California, Bloomberg and Warren do not have um fifteen percent. But in Utah and Colorado, they both have over fifteen percent. Damn. Yeah. So he's gonna have to he's gonna have to share. He sure is, unfortunately. So I mean, it is what it is, but uh, the game has to be played, and uh, we'll see where Warren ends up in the Bernie Sanders campaign if she so chooses to take that dive uh, and risk her the future risk her her career uh, <coughs> if she does not endorse Joe Biden or plays a safe route. And doesn't endorse anybody. But I guess, like we say many times in the show, we fucking shall see. <laughs> or we shall fucking see, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I miss Andrew Yang, guys. What the fuck? No. He what was, do you mean, no? He was not gonna win. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? I know he wasn't gonna win. Like he didn't have that like good of a chance, like that much of a chance. But universal income. Okay, I got you. Yes, I'm in. Like that's a good. That's really good policy. I definitely agree. And he spoke really well. Like his and he, like he just made so much sense when he talked. Like, and they were such sound like policy decisions. Like they were actually based on like research and stuff. And so thoughtful about the way he like put his uh, policies out there and he really just wanted to empower us which was uh, and think about economics in a different way uh, that is 
human like humanity first is what he calls it. Okay, so. But yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay, so Bernie Sanders is gonna be president, right? Tulsi Gabbard is gonna be his vice president. Elizabeth Warren is gonna be the secretary of education, and then Andrew Yang is gonna be advisor to Bernie Sanders. It's gonna be great. I don't think he's gonna be an advisor. At Bernie Sanders, we need he, to we need to tweet this. Andrew Yang you. said that he wanted to. Um, <laughs> uh, Andrew Yang said earlier this week that he wanted to. Um, he was thinking about running for mayor of New York. Okay. Because he wants to feel valued. Yeah, he wants to do something where he can make a large impact and feel valued. Dude, he could totally make a huge impact being working with in the Sanders administration. He has great. He definitely could. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. If he can push uh, Bernie on UBI, that'd be fucking awesome. Everyone getting $1,000 a month would be life-changing. It completely would What be. would that do for you? Uh, for me, okay. Um, and you and Jen, right? Because it's, it's everybody over 18 is entitled, as long as they're an American citizen, you get $1,000 a month. And so this would be you and Jen. So it would technically yeah. be, it doesn't matter, it's not per household, right? It's per person. Per person. That's what I thought. So it'd really be two thousand dollars we would be getting a month. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! It would literally be the best thing. I mean, we would have we'd be paying off our student loans so much quicker. Um, credit card debt would not be a problem. I mean, right now it's not that we necessarily live paycheck to paycheck, but we definitely do not have a lot of extra money floating around. So, do we contribute as much to the economy as we could? Definitely not. We would travel more. We would probably buy more clothes. <laughs> um, I would definitely love to get my nails done. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, I think that the amount of things that people um, desire that they can't purchase or things that they um, would do with an, with an extra $1,000 a month it's crazy to think that that would not boost our economy. Like, I'm sure that that money alone, like, more than covers your, like, necessities. Like, I mean, like, your utilities, your, your rent, oh, like, all that stuff, right? Exactly. For sure. Well, like, you don't have to th- even think about that. Like, and all the money that you make at work, you could just, like, spend it on, like, whatever you want. Like, whether that's, like, making it other investments to, like, duplicate your money or, like, whether you want to travel or, like... Like, that's the beauty of it. Like, there's an infinite amount of options that can come... And think of how much easier it. it would be for people to be successful entrepreneurs, for people to get into real estate, for people to... Um, just have the desire to even go to school. I mean, the amount of people that don't go to school until they are the, of the age of being considered independent, I mean, it's sad. I remember I didn't get any kind of financial assistance until I was 24, just strictly because of of how much my family made. Even though I was not living with them, I was living in a completely different state and I was paying for my, I was paying my own bills, my own rent, everything, but it didn't matter. I was still considered a dependent. Um, so I wasn't, it, it was literally not until I was 24 that I started getting financial assistance from the government to go to school. Um, the, I think that we have 
one of the we our country has one of the least amount of population in college right now that's sad that is so sad a thousand dollars would do a lot it would do a crazy amount but i mean that's uh that's just something that i mean it's really cool like yang himself said that like we have his campaign has definitely catapulted that conversation uh into the mainstream and uh definitely moved the ubi much closer to the reality for for like generations so i mean uh, it's really cool that he kind of like said that movement here in the u.s politically uh on the national stage but uh, hats off, kudos to him. I hope I, uh, we get to see him yet again in some kind of political campaign somewhere. If he wants to run for mayor of New York, I think he would do an amazing job. I'm honestly jealous of everybody that gets to live there. They would get really cool things sometimes uh, from being the largest <laughs> uh, city in the nation. But, I mean, uh, Chicago stands at three now. And, of course, Chicago is, in my opinion, the most beautiful city. Uh, of them all, so yeah, I do love Chicago. Uh, yeah, she's a, she's birdie, so <laughs> um, real so, birdie. Yeah, like, yeah, I think so too. So um, I think it's a great place to end it. Let's wrap it up here. We ended up just talking about random UBI, randomly, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I think that was cool. We won't go in with the flow, but let's like I said, wrap it up here. So. Um, you want to start your spiel about voting? Yes, or... yes. Okay. Um, okay, so do not forget to vote, everybody. Super, super, super important. Uh, if you are an Illinois resident, you can actually uh, do same-day registration, uh, voter registration, because now online voter registration has closed for March. Um, but if you do not know where to go or how to check your registration status, you can go to rockthevote.com. That is how you can find your registration status, um, your um, voting day. If you're not in Illinois, I do not know everyone's voting day. Um, but look it up, definitely. And then yourfuckingpollingplace.com. Super awesome website. The most simple website I've ever been to. You put in your address, click OK, and the only thing that pops up is the address of your polling place. And the date, the times that they're open, obviously. So really, really convenient. Don't forget to vote, guys. Tell all your friends to vote. Have a little party. Go vote together. Vote, vote, vote. Super important. Very important, guys. Um, and once again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. Yes, we thank very you. much appreciate all the time you uh, take out of your day to take a listen and educate yourselves uh, towards a better future. As well, uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about uh, our um, social media pages. So you can find us on Facebook at the Oligarchy Disruptor. You can uh, the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast. Um, on you can find us on Twitter. At, you can find me at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ash the Disruptor. Perfect, and then. Also, if you get any kind of value from this uh, podcast, I uh, would very much appreciate it. I'm sure Ashley will too, uh, but uh, we would very much appreciate it if you would, uh, on um, Apple Podcasts, do those five-star reviews, 
because yes, 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 uh, we really need to spread the word there. Um, and you're uh, the spread the word of mouth uh, that you guys talk about uh, us and everything that we talk about here means everything. So uh, we would very much appreciate when you guys uh, do spread the word of mouth to other people. Um, so if you are listening to this podcast while you're driving or doing anything like that, take a screenshot at some point and send it to us through any of our social media pages and we will shut you out in our story. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thanks.